there. I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And you're listening to Radio Menea. Bienvenidos, bienvenidas. Welcome. The song we were just listening to is Dile by Evie Queen. Love Evie Queen. We basically had to start this episode with Evie Queen because our theme today is reggaetoneras. And she's often known as the queen of reggaeton. The absolute reina. No doubt. She was uh, one of the earliest mujeres to make a name for herself in the very dude-heavy reggaeton genre. Mm-hmm. That's right. She's, you know, we hear a lot of mujeres in reggaeton, but rarely as main solo artists. Yeah, it was a big deal that she started to make her own tracks. Um, she's, she got into the scene in Puerto Rico back in the 90s when she was just 18, which also, can you imagine like what it was like to be a woman in that time among all of those men at just 18 I can't even really picture yeah, it and just be 18 with that kind of confidence and swagger I mean yeah obviously she She's was amazing. made for yeah. it and you can hear it in her music right in her confidence and her voice So, Vero, you want to hear two fun facts that I learned about Evie Queen while researching this episode? I absolutely want to know (laughs) two fun facts. All right. One, she released a reggaeton doll modeled after her called Queenie. (laughs) Uh, Called called Queenie in 2009, um, which prominently features her long fingernails. God, those fingernails are so great. I know. I want to know how we can get our hand on one of these dolls. I don't know if they're still in, uh, in production, but if you're out there... And you have a, have one of these, please. We would love a gift of a Queenie reggaeton doll. I mean, the nails have become like a really huge signature for her. And I feel like in recent years, they've become popular again. Like the really long acrylics with like lots of bling. But really, it's been mm-hmm. in style for a really long time. And she's been bringing it since the 90s. Yeah, and she got a lot of flack for that, right? Yeah. Like at first when she was starting out, she people would like kind of you know in this really like classed and raced sort of way and obviously really misogynist and like anti-femme sort of way would like make fun of her nails and say that they were like just so gaudy and whatever and they're actually super fabulous and if they did not present such an impediment to my current sex life (laughs) I would absolutely get nails like that but I know you're a big proponent of just you know gloves and cotton balls right (laughs) (laughs) I mean I say I am but like I'm not trying to do it yeah it sounds a little bit complicated (laughs) I always wonder about like cell phones you know like touch screens and long but people make it work they totally make it work yeah yeah Femmes make it work yeah. all over the world. Cash registers. Cardi B. Yes, Cardi B. Let's talk about I Cardi know. B. I know. So I've spent a lot of time on Instagram lately watching the videos, her amazing videos, and she rocks some really serious nails. With lots she and really lots does. Her nail bling is like on another level. Yeah. She, she's like just a world of her own. Oh my God. She's so excellent. I admire her hustle. Yeah. She's also Latina, right? She's yeah. Uh, Dominican and Trini, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
she has a little bit of the same spirit as Evie Queen had back in the day. And I love hearing women's voices in reggaeton because it can be such a, sometimes the, the lyrics they use and the tropes can be pretty sexist. And so when a woman is singing, the lyrics change, the, the emphasis changes, and it really becomes something that I can get behind. Absolutely. So what's the second fun fact about Evie Queen? There's oh, the yes. doll. So she performed in the Vagina Monologues in 2012. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? Feminist even reggaetonera imagine? love. I, I know. I was like, wow. I wish I could have been in the audience to see her do her thing. I know there have been like a bunch of different remakes of Vagina Monologues for different like communities. Like I know there's a black woman's Vagina Monologues called yeah. the Pocketbook Diaries, which I saw once with my mom. I wonder if there's ever been a Latina. There probably has been. So maybe this is a confession to make. So I have, I have a lot of problems with the Vagina Monologues and, you know, <laughs> Eve Ensler in general. But yeah. um, I was once sort of like convinced and roped into a Spanish language vagina monologues no performance. Way. Yes. When was this? This is a when confession. Um, when was it? It was in 2007, 2006, maybe. Wow. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> played like oh, wait, the orgasm sex worker lady. Yeah, in Washington what? Heights. Wow, Vero. I had no idea. I know. I keep it on the low because it's a little bit embarrassing, but here we <laughs> and are. And now you're telling the world. Now I'm telling the world. <laughs> wow. I, you know, there's definitely a lot of political, there's a lot of political challenges with that particular piece of theater, but I'm here for Evie Queen doing the Oh, absolutely. And I'm 100%. Totally here for that. Yeah. So we're excited to be bringing you a full episode of Reggaetoneras, who are women rocking this genre. Um, we, we wanted to send a shout out to Remezcla and Isabelia Herrera because they did a really fabulous roundup of reggaetoneras that was published in February of this year. And we've got some of those mujeres featured here and then a few others as well. Yeah, and there's also this other mujer that did a mix on SoundCloud of a bunch of reggaetoneras, um, just all a bunch of their songs, and it is so good. We'll make sure to post that on the website. Those things inspired us to make this episode. Well, who do you want to bring us first? So the first song that I'm bringing you all is a song that I've been absolutely obsessed with. Um, I've been playing it sort of all day, every day when I'm alone in the house because my boo doesn't appreciate the same song all the time situation. Uh, but it's Tomasa del Real featuring Talisto and it's called Tu Señora. Ay papito que me gustas tanto Me tienes aquí llorando, aquí sufriendo Ay papito que me gustas tanto Me tienes aquí llorando, no ves que estoy sufriendo Ay papito que me gustas tanto Me tienes aquí llorando, aquí sufriendo Ay papito que me gustas tanto Me tienes aquí llorando, no ves que estoy sufriendo Así papi, papi, dame durito A mí me gusta también despacito Me gusta tu amor, porque es real
And no sé, I mean, there's something about this song that I really love. Um, it's, first of all, you know, like the dude that comes in before Tomás del Real, it's just, it just sounds totally different than, you know, most reggaetonero sound, like under like a dembo beat. He's like sort of this like crooner dude. But I think what I really love the most is really when it gets to her, right? So it's the song is about a long distance lover and some sort of like long distance love affair. And there's just so much raw longing in it that I just feel it, you know, that like I feel like I'm in a long distance love affair and I just can't wait to get into bed with my long distance lover, even though like that is not a situation that I am in in <laughs> any sort of way. <laughs> But I'm feeling it, you know. Yeah, that's the sign of great music, I think, is that it can make you feel a certain way, even if that's not actually your life, right? That totally. It takes you to that moment and totally. It's, so it's like, not my life. And I'm just like, you know, singing along to the lyrics as if like I'm just really longing for this moment to happen that is not going to happen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Let's be real. Yeah. I, as someone who's been in so many long distance relationships, this romanticizes it, but it's, it's really not fun. No, it's really not. I too have been in long distance relationships and I do not like it. Pero Tomasa del Real, she's Chilena actually, which is really interesting. She's a tattoo artist in Chile. And um, it's interesting because she's not Caribbean, but I feel like she's definitely like, um, you know, a woman of color um, and doing this in a way that, you know, like that's re really respectful. She's like taking from the, the Caribbean tradition in a way that I feel like she really identifies with and a lot of in a way that I think a lot of people in Latin America really identify with um, the sort of like this Caribbean traditional music that like has made it big sort of in all of Latin America and you know like names people like Arcángel as like her inspiration so I think she's doing it in like a really respectful way and I really I'm really here for her I think that her songs are so good and so fun she's got a whole slew of them up on SoundCloud and she recently released them all into like a sort of like full-length album um this sort of collection of songs that had been like up in different places on the internet so um definitely check that out we'll put that on the website I love that she's a tattoo artist. Yeah, she's so cool looking too. She's just got like tattoos all over the place. Her fashion sense is on point. I'm just about her. Well, and the, the fact that she's in Chile is interesting, but also not, you know, that these days Colombia has become kind of a center yeah. of a lot of reggaeton in the industry. So it's clearly has made some shifts geographically even to, to who's really... Uh, making this kind of music these days. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, obviously Puerto Rico is still a huge center of it, but, mm -hmm. you know, like, the scene in Medellin is definitely huge and growing, and, you know, like, there's a lot of folks from Puerto Rico coming to Medellin and vice versa, right? Like, there's a lot of collaboration in a mm -hmm. lot of different ways. So I think also the internet has really allowed for um, a lot of different things to happen that, you know, you don't need to be in the same physical location anymore. Yeah, and I mean, reggaeton is a genre that has so many influences that, you know, I think it's 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 hard to say it's like the domain of just one part of Latin America or one country or even the Caribbean itself because it's been influenced by yeah. so many different strains of music, including like hip-hop, right, in the U.S. Absolutely, and, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hip-hop is a huge part of reggaeton. So the next song that I'm bringing for you is um, from 2005, and it's called La Popola by Glory. Yo toqué y llamé Y nadie me contestó Yo toqué y llamé Y nadie me 
have a kind of embarrassing admission, which is that I didn't realize until very, very recently that this song is actually about her vagina. <laughs> like, y'all, like an hour before this podcast started to record. <laughs> yeah, true story. Pérez has been working out to this song for years. Uh, it's true, it's true. So I, I originally heard this song um, in 2005. I went to Spain with my mom and my brother. It was like a graduation present to him or something like that. And we, um, and I had been in Ecuador recently, and so I'd recently been introduced to the reggaeton in the clubs there. And I found like a CD, I think in like a CD store, which feels so antiquated these days called Caribe 2005 and it was just like a bunch of reggaeton hits and this song was on that CD I still have the CD I'm like can I only think about what my mom would have thought if she'd heard me listening to this song <laughs> <laughs> like that Le Huang skit about how your parents don't approve about your music <laughs> exactly exactly and like you know luckily I was listening to it like on my disc man or whatever so she had no idea but I think this is something that happens because of like my bilingualism and the way that I can listen to things in Spanish without really like hearing them in the same way you know mm -hmm. so it's like you're jamming and you know I, it's not like I didn't know any have any idea what the lyrics meant but no I, I literally did have to google que es una popola because <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a slang term that I grew up with you yeah. know for a vagina yeah I mean me neither you know in Venezuela we do not call our little pepitas a popola but you know like <laughs> dale por detrás que me duele la popola like I kind of got it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But you know what? It's I, the song is still such a classic, and um, you know I'm I appreciate a woman who's just like gonna be out there about it. I mean, reggaeton is a very sexual genre, right? A lot of the music is about sex. So, Glory, uh, I really appreciate you. This is from one um, one of her first solo albums, and it really um, brought her a lot of fame. This particular album, but she's actually like a really, really, really big female voice in reggaeton. So while there aren't that many women making their own sort of Tracks. There are a lot of women featuring on tracks made by mm -hmm. men. It's like mm -hmm. a very common part of the of the, the genre and the songs. And she's actually been the voice of so many of probably your favorite and my favorite reggaeton songs: uh, "Gasolina," "Baila Morena," and "Dale Don Dale," to name a few. And that last one we actually featured in the pilot of this podcast because it was one of my kind of early reggaeton songs. So she's a very familiar voice. I just didn't even kind of realize exactly. Uh, what music was hers and, and where she was being featured. Yeah, and I'm here for her in this song. I'm here for, like, people, you know, like, women expressing their needs and being like, listen, boo, this hurts right now. Like, let's change up positions. Let's do something else. I would like to continue. However, it cannot continue in this hole. You can't see me, but I am blushing really hard right now. You know, like, I, I'm totally here for, like, raunchy music, but... Maybe it's because, you know, I don't know, my mom could listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, oh, mom. But, uh, but yeah, it's true. It's true. Why shouldn't women sing about sex and sing about the mechanics of sex and be real about it, right? Yeah. And, um, Sorry, mom. And plus... It's true. <laughs> plus, this beat, this song has a really good beat, right? It's just, it's got... And it's it's a very different sound, I feel like, than the reggaeton we hear now. But, um, but I really, 
I really love it. And it was, it was an early one of my favorites. She, this, this song was also banned from Puerto Rican and Dominican radio stations. Of course. Not surprising. It's not surprising. And it would never make it to a U.S. radio station either. So, right. you know, you understand. Know, women's sexuality is a threat to the status quo. So yeah. we're not too surprised about that. No, not at all. And, you know, I think this, this is, connects to, to what we were talking about in prepping this episode, which is that there is a pretty significant anti-reggaeton movement in Puerto Rico, probably yeah. because of the sexuality of songs like this one. Totally, um, totally. There's like sexuality, there's race, there's class, all tied up in all of it. You know, I was reading an article recently. Um, we'll make sure to post this up for you on the website as well, but talking about the ways that um, you know, Puerto Rico right now is obviously going through this huge financial crisis, and um, there's a large movement to really embrace things that are from Puerto Rico, to like embrace products that are manufactured in Puerto Rico, embrace culture that comes from Puerto Rico. But there's this huge movement that's like, apoya lo de Puerto Rico, pero reggaeton no, you know, but like not reggaeton, eso no, you know, like as if like, oh, that's like the underbelly. Like we don't want that to continue, which is so fucked up. It's actually like such one of the, shame. Like, it's such a shame. And it's also one of like the biggest sort of cultural exports and contributions that Puerto Rico has made in recent decades to like the international musical conversation. How can you not be proud of that? It's so fucking yeah. classist and awful. It makes me really upset. Yeah, no, it's, it's really... It's a really big bummer and, you know, not surprising when you think about the influence of Catholicism and sort of like the moralistic values that shape how we talk about sex and what we think is like acceptable or, or be prideful, but I'm really not here for that. So yeah. And I mean, it just sort of shows how deep anti-blackness goes, you know, where, um, one of the main large cultural exports that you've made to the world and where like people across the world are really feeling this, right? Like people in like France and Spain, you know, mm -hmm. like in 2005 mm -hmm. were like about reggaeton, you know, like they're like about this music. Um, yeah. But your anti-blackness is so deep that you like can't recognize that it's like a good cultural export. Seriously. And you can see similar echoes in like the anti-rap, you know, anti-hip hop sort of um, totally movements in the U.S. too, right? That have Lots a, of have a parallels there. Yeah, trying to silence, like, black cultural expression. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. The next song that I have is Me Gusta by MC Peligro. complicated about this one because um you know I really like the song and again it gets at this like lusty sort of like empowered sexuality place that I really like um in like women reggaetoneras 
Um, but I feel weird about MC Peligro in particular. You know, she, so she's from Mexico. She's from northern Mexico, a place where there's not like a ton of Caribbean musical influence. Um, pero, you know, I think that she's in Monterrey and she has tagged this song like Mexbo. So there's this like movement of like people in Mexico that are like experimenting with um, uh, Dembo, which is, you know, like I would be all about if it's done in a way that's respectful. But I read an interview by this mujer and um, with this mujer and she talked about how she kind of got to reggaeton and she was saying something about like oh you know like it was hard to find a producer that would work with me with reggaeton but you know like I just thought it would be really funny and I liked it and I was like funny like that's the word that you're choosing so I don't know I'm just like a little bit skeptical but I really like this song though so I don't know that much about her. She's not huge or anything. You know, she has like a few songs on SoundCloud. She doesn't have like this huge presence necessarily. So, you know, it could have been just like a weird choice of words, but like it just left me with a weird taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's tough for it when you don't know a lot about an artist and then the little bit that you do know kind of makes you go like side eye a little bit to them. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what else comes out. I really, again, like what I like about this song is that she's talking like very explicitly about sex and how they're, you know, like she wants to have sex with this person and it's going to be really good. And I just really like that. I think it's great. So, you know, complicated. This is like, I think the part of like the alt yeah. reggaeton, like once you like get out of the Caribbean, it starts getting complicated for me. And this is, you know, one of the, one of the ways that that happens. And Reto, do you think we can consider this as my takeover of this, uh, podcast it's an all <laughs> episode. I mean, maybe. You know that I love <laughs> reggaeton all the way, so I don't know if I'm going to yeah. give you the full credit, but you know, yeah. we'll see. I think this might be the place where our tastes overlap the most. <laughs> and anything involving a Dembo beat, and we're both pretty here for it. Irresistible. But you also were telling me that there's just like a whole alt reggaeton kind of um, yes. stream coming yes. up. What tell, tell us about that. What is alt reggaeton? So, I mean, I think that it's a lot of things, right? I think that it's not like one sort of cohesive thing, but I think it's a lot of folks from, you know, like around Latin America who um, are listening to reggaeton and are inspired by reggaeton and also inspired by other different kinds of music and bringing them together in really interesting ways. Um, and really playing with synthesizers and electronics and effects and stuff and like adding a Dembo beat. And um, I just really, you know, I, I think that it's complicated and cool and depending on who's doing it and the positionality of those folks, I think I feel different ways about them. But um, for sure, a lot of times the sound really, really gets to me. I really like it. Do you think that just having a woman singing a reggaeton track makes it alternative because it's such a sort of masculine, male, often machista kind of genre? I mean, I think sadly, maybe a little bit so. It's not necessarily um, exactly that, but yeah, I mean, it's different, right? It just It's like super male dominated and having women in that game is, um, you know, like usually there's not a lot of them that reach the same kind of heights that the dudes do. So um, these mujeres, we just want to amplify and shout out because they're badasses. So the next song is Milka la Más Dura, No Te Confunda. No te confunda, que así como te quiero te saco de mi reino y te mando al diablo. No te confunda, no te confunda. 
odiar de mi vida sacar y buscar a alguien más si tú no te portas bien no confundas cuando digo que me vuelves loca que me provoca todo el tiempo quítate la ropa que me fascina en la manera que mordes mi boca pero otro lo puede hacer no te confundas so this is one of the moments where Vero gets all the credit for bringing me to this song um, a couple of months ago but it like immediately made my you know I I similar to you Vero you know, get obsessed with songs and play them over and over again. But luckily, I live alone, so I don't have to do it. <laughs> I don't have to censor myself. Um, but the, so this song is on my shortlist, and it just caught me immediately. The the vibe, the beat, the lyrics. Um, oh my god, it's really so good! Artist. It's so good. She's like, a, don't get it twisted. I like the way you fuck me, pero someone else could do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, you're not that special. Not that special. <laughs> I think I'm realizing this episode really could be our, like, lust episode. It <laughs> could be, right? We talked about it during the sexual. Amor episode, but mm-hmm. I think there's something about reggaeton and lust that it just goes really well together. You know, like, even the beat is, like, it's about, like, going low, about popping your booty. I can see how they go hand in hand. And these songs are about dancing, and dancing is really just like a pre- precursor to sex, if we're honest about it, right? Like yeah. It's just really foreplay and a really sensual way to interact with someone else on the dance floor. So sh- so she's from the DR. She's looking at kind of how she talks about herself on social media. On, on Twitter, she calls herself uh, La Mama y Frustración del Movimiento Urbano. And, you know, for folks who don't speak Spanish, it just means the mother and the frustration of the um, urban movement. But that Movimiento Urbano is a phrase you hear a lot in reggaeton songs like people will you know there's this like practice of sort of shouting yourself out in reggaeton which I kind of like Um, and they'll often and they'll often say stuff about a movimiento urbano and then I was looking at her uh, Facebook feed earlier today and I was she's got some really sexy pictures on her feed and like videos and snaps she's a she's a pretty yeah, she's about that life. Red. She has another mm-hmm. song, which is um, another, a song that I really like, where she's talking about how, you know, like about wanting to have sex with an ex. And she's like, you know, like, no sé por qué. I don't know why we're, why, like, I really want to do this right now. Pero let's do this. Don't catch any feelings. Okay. Like, I just am feeling like this right now, <laughs> which is, <laughs> she's just so excellent. I am 100% mm-hmm. here for Milka La Mas Dura. So the next song that I am bringing for y'all is um, a song by La Fabi featuring Miss Nina Los Santos, and it's called No Eres Bueno. Fabi, who is here, um, I don't necessarily think of her as a reggaetonera, although Miss Nina Los Santos is, you know, a reggaetonera, I would say. Um, but La Fabi is the Fabiola from Abrázame by Los Vacas. 
it's the same like female voice in um, that song, which was like sort of like the first Los Laca song that I really liked and um, that sort of became their hit. But um, you know, I I really like Fabiola. She's um, really socially active as well. I, I was looking through her Instagram a couple of days ago. It's kind of like thinking about this episode, and she has a picture about the Driscoll Berries boycott, which is. Um, a really important boycott, y'all. Don't buy Driscoll berries. The farm workers that are picking them right now are asking folks not to buy them, which when workers call a boycott, it is imperative to respect. You know, she's really excellent. I think she's based in the Bay. Um, she's Californiana. Miss Nina is based in Spain, but born in Argentina. Um, and is like a little bit of a Tumblr art star, apparently. Um, what kind of art? You know, like really like feminine digital art, like lots of like roses and, um, you know, like bruja stuff and, you know, just like a tumblery art. <laughs> anyway, I really like her stuff. And this is not the first time Fabiana and um, her have come together and Miss Nina have come together. I um, heard a different song where it's both of them, but they like are like calling themselves the project Criolla Bonita. And it's nice. also this sort of like, um, you know, like really like female empowered, uh, sort of like, you know, like don't fuck with my prima because, you know, una desgracia te va a pasar. Like something is gonna happen, mm. <laughs> so watch yourself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is so great. But this song is about, you know, like, um, knowing somebody is not good for you and just not being able to resist the pull. Have you ever had that experience, Perez? Yes, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, I've, I've had those experiences. And you're like, it's like you see all the red flags and you just like sail on past them. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> yeah. sadly been an experience that I've had. But you know, sometimes you just need to learn the lessons the hard way. That's right. That's right. You just dust yourself off and try again, as our homegirl yep. Leah would say. Yep, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Gracias por escuchar. We're really um, psyched to be doing this. You can find us at radiomenea.com and wherever you are on social media. And as always, all of the details for all of the songs that we talk about are going to be on radiomenea.com. And we uh, have a new episode every two weeks coming out on Friday. And I highly recommend listening to some of these songs on YouTube because it will drop you into an amazing YouTube reggaeton hole that you will be so happy to have lost yourself in. That's right. I say that from experience <laughs> in researching this episode. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty amazing. So, gracias. Ciao, amores. Ciao. Mwah. <laughs>